Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for January 25th, 2023. Stand up for your country. So this is a very unusual broadcast tonight because we are going to bring you a number of stories you haven't heard about, but you should have heard about them. They're important to you. But the uh, corporate media is so corrupt and lazy. Lazy is getting to be big. And I got a final thought on it uh, that I think you're going to enjoy. Journalists are lazy now, and I'll tell you why. Anyway, um, it's a busy news day, and uh, there is an unsavory situation in Philadelphia. And I'm almost, if you've heard about this, Bill at BillOReilly.com, please tell me where, because I'm almost positive nobody's heard about this, and that's the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So most people in Philadelphia area get ready for the big playoff game on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. However, on Tuesday evening, the Union League of Philadelphia bestowed its gold medal, highest honor, on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. That was a couple of days, uh, yesterday, yesterday, okay? DeSantis flew up from Florida to get the medal. Now, what is the Union League? Well, it's a private club. It was founded in 1862, 
as a patriotic society to support the policies of Abraham Lincoln. So obviously, it's, it's been around a long time, 1862. It's got more than 4,000 members. Previous gold medals went to uh, James uh, Mattis, the former Secretary of Defense, George W. Bush, Bush the Younger, and Bush the Elder. So it's a legitimate organization. Obviously, leans Republican, um, but when DeSantis was named the honoree, immediately the far-left cranks, the loons in Philadelphia, went wild. Roll the tape. Why you are promoting this individual who in their philosophy, in their philosophy sees so many people, black and brown folks, LGBTQ and the rest folks, see them as second class citizens. This is a disgrace. It is wrong. It is a smack in the face to people of this city. Now, this is pretty interesting. So... Personal attacks on DeSantis by the far-left cranks in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a far-left town. It's like New York City, okay? 44% black, crime rate through the roof. But they elect very, very progressive individuals to run the city, and that's why the city's a mess. And it is a mess. Everybody living in Philadelphia knows it's a mess. So DeSantis has done a pretty good job in Florida. He comes in. And these people right away are accusing him of being a racist and a homophobe and everything else. This is a strategy now. This is an in-stone strategy. It wouldn't matter whether it would be DeSantis or any other high-profile Republican. These cranks would label those people bigots. Okay? That's what they're going to do from now on. Why? Because nobody calls them out. All right, so they use the race card and the homophobe card and all of that to diminish people on the Republican side or the conservative side. They do that primarily to keep the African-American voting bloc solid so it won't start to defect like the Hispanic-American voting bloc. Many are defecting to the Republican Party. So the race thing is used primarily to keep blacks in line by the progressive movement. It's really despicable, but there was some exposure, some criticism on the local news in Philadelphia, and I was happy to see this, against that. Roll it. Whenever you're trying to come up with something, they always attack you as a racist person, as a person who does not believe in the minority rights, it's insane. And it's dangerous, okay? It conjures up hatred. So DeSantis wants to be president. We all know that. He's gathering money. He's visiting other states. Um, He wants to be the Republican nominee, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out against Trump. So right away, the progressive thing is he's a bigot. He's a racist. So, of course, Trump is a racist. O'Reilly is a racist. They did that to me when I was working Fox News. Every day I'd be a racist. If I would even give stats and mention that African-Americans are responsible for most of the murders uh, in the USA on a proportionate basis, a percentage basis, then I'm a racist. Just for giving you honest information. Anybody 
anybody that the far left doesn't like is a racist. And it's unchallenged. Nobody isn't challenging it, saying, hey, this is horrible. It's un-American. It's, uh, it's an insult, not only to the country, but to the voters themselves. All right, they don't know DeSantis. These people never met DeSantis. And again, Florida runs pretty well. Look, Florida runs a lot better than Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay, it does as a state. Anyway, um, I wanted to bring you that story. Congratulations to Governor DeSantis for the award that he got. That's the memo. Okay, President Biden, who is absolutely fine with all this racist stuff, absolutely loves it, does it himself. And the Martin Luther King speech in Atlanta, that was horrible what he did. All right, so he has nothing on his schedule. I mean, we do this every day. I don't want to be repetitive and boring, but he's got nothing. He had lunch with Kamala. Okay, I hope it was delightful. Um, now, I'm supposed to talk about Biden tonight on News Nation, on the Cuomo program at 8 o'clock. I haven't gotten confirmation that's the subject, but it was talked about earlier this week that I would run down Biden put him in a historical context. So I hope that's still going to happen. Again, News Nation, 8 o'clock. Um, you should get it. It's widely distributed. And um, they tweet when Cuomo and I are debating. The Twitter thing goes crazy, I understand. So it's an interesting thing. Uh, between about 8.15, I usually hit maybe a little earlier. That's what I'm on. All right, Lindsey Graham, um, you know, people like him, they don't like him, whatever. I, I think he's okay. Um, but he has a good take on this document thing. Now, that, the document thing's totally out of control, and I'll address it, but it's, it's such a big non-story. I mean, the FBI raid wasn't a non-story. That was an abuse of power on Mar-a-Lago. That was horrible. But now, with Pence saying, well, I, I just found this, and then Biden every day, we got new Biden stuff, and then Trump, you know. Uh, here's what Graham says. I don't believe there were sinister motives with regards to the handling of classified information by President Biden, President Trump, or Vice President Pence. We have a classified information problem that needs to be fixed, unquote. So I agree. I, I don't see that there were sinister motives here. I don't believe that. Uh, look, Trump would never read documents in his <laughs> never. You know, they packed them up. They shipped them down to Florida. Biden never in a million years would read documents ever. OK. And Pence is so buttoned down. He would read them, Pence. But he's such a uh, straight guy. That if he knew somebody packed up classified documents, he would have said no. <laughs> no. All right, now look, the hysteria surrounding this has gotten completely out of control because the corporate media they don't know what to do. It's January and all of that. It's, you know, not a lot of big news stories except for mass shootings and weather. Um, and so there, it's the same old stuff. So I'm going to deal with it in final thought. I'm going to tell you what the underpinnings of this is, really is. All right, Texas uh, and 19 other states 
are suing the Biden administration over migrant parole program. You know what that is? I didn't. I, I have to be refreshed on that. That's the program that allows people from Haiti, Nicaragua, Cuba, and Venezuela to come to the USA every month. 30,000 of them, I guess, is divided among the four countries. Just They just get visas to come here. All right, so the states, the states that are suing the Biden administration say, hey, you can't do that. It's Congress that does the immigration law, not you, the federal government, the executive branch. You can't do it. So the states are all Republican states, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Florida, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, South Carolina, Tennessee, Utah, West Virginia, Wyoming. Not one Democrat state on this because they don't care about what the Constitution says. And certainly they don't want to limit migrants from coming here. The left wing, the Democratic Party, doesn't want to do it. Anyway, it be interesting to see where this goes, uh, this lawsuit. I'm glad it was filed. I want to get some clarification. Probably go to the Supreme Court, but I think that they'll block it first. Federal judges will block the 30,000 from coming here in February. That's the next round. I think that'll happen. Mexico. So I told you it's the most dangerous country on earth, and it's uh, doing tremendous damage to the United States right now, much more damage than China or Russia are doing to us. Mexico's the worst. So um, you know it's out of control crime. 66,000 in 2021 dead or missing. 66,000. In the USA, triple the population, 23,000. Anyway, Jose Gutierrez, Ohio, architect, and his fiancée, Daniela Pichardo, went missing Christmas Eve, and they just found him yesterday, um, all shot up. They're dead. All right? So the U.S. State Department says a place where they were, Zacatecas, Mexico, is... uh, a no-travel zone because of the cartel, but the whole country of Mexico is a no-travel zone, in my opinion. I will never go there. And if you go there, don't go off the hotel property. I mean, it is, particularly in a place like Acapulco, where the whole town is owned by the cartel. And you got Cancun problems, too. Although Cancun, the town is separate from the resorts. But if you think you're going to ride around Mexico in a rental car, you're out of your bleeding mind. Okay? That is a dangerous, dangerous place. Now, uh, California public defender, Orange County, uh, south of L.A., Elliot Blair, he's dead. All right? He went down to Baja, Rosarito Beach, and he's dead. And his family says he was killed, but the Mexican attorney general says he was drunk and he fell off a balcony. His body's still in Mexico, all right? And this happened, uh, what, a week ago, January 14th. So that's uh, 11 days ago. Can't get his body out of there. Why? Because they're sanitizing the body. If there's uh, foul play signs, they're getting them out of there. That's why. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA 
have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Awful. State of Connecticut is uh, considering legislation that would legalize voting for undocumented immigrants. So if you sneak into the country illegally and you wind up in Connecticut, then you can vote on everything. Local, state, everything. Can't vote in a presidential, but of course they would. Um, and there are an estimated 250,000 undocumented in Connecticut. This will not pass. I can't imagine um, the governor signing it in Connecticut or even the legislature passing it. But we'll track it for you. But this is a far left kook, you know, who introduced that in the legislation. Ukraine. Um, so they're going to get 31 Abrams tanks from the USA and Germany folded. They're going to give uh, Ukraine uh, leopard tanks, 14 of them. Now, tanks in Ukraine in that theater, they're used mostly defensively, but they can obviously push Russian infantry back. Um, and this is a big uh, win for Ukraine. So I was on Hannity today. Hannity's a little skeptical about this. We had a difference of opinion. I'm, I'm for it. Um, and I explained that, look, this is a downgrade of Putin. It's all about Putin. Giving the tanks to Ukraine, it's not about Ukraine, okay, for the USA. It's about getting Putin out. And he's right here. So that's why we're doing this. So it's a very interesting debate that Hannity and I had on his radio program. We have it posted on BillOReilly.com. And, uh, you know, it's extensive. So we disagree on, um, you know, I, I want Putin out. And I know, I know that's what all of this is about. Putin 
Get him out. Here's what Biden said. The United States has worked in lockstep with our allies and partners around the world to make sure you, the Ukrainian people are in the strongest possible position to defend their nation, their families, and against the brutal, the truly brutal aggression of Russia. Okay, each tank, uh, Abrams tank, costs $9 million. Okay, so you can do the math. That's almost $300 million. Again, on top of everything else we sent over to Ukraine, it's a lot of money. But if we can get Putin out of there, it's worth it. All right, the doomsday clock. You know what the doomsday clock is? This is fascinating. All right, so in 1945, after the atomic bomb was developed, Albert Einstein, Robert Oppenheimer, and other scientists who worked on a Manhattan Project, atom bomb, um, and all of this is in um, Killing the Rising Sun, they uh, started the doomsday clock, all right, where uh, this is how long the Earth has to exist before man destroys it. So scientists have moved the doomsday clock forward because of Ukraine, Putin, and nukes to 90 seconds to midnight. Whoa, that's close. The most it's ever been away from midnight is 17 minutes following the uh, collapse of the Soviet Union in 91. But now it's 90 seconds because crazy Putin, he could do anything, right? I don't believe that the Russian military would allow him to use nukes, but that's just my opinion. All right, media, Washington Post, NBC News, two very progressive news agencies, both laying people off. Um, about 50 positions are being closed up in the Washington Post newsroom. That's a lot. That's a lot. Two dozen uh, people fired, the others uh, not being filled. NBC News laid off 75 people uh, this month. That's a lot. Now, the reason is that half the country, maybe more, don't trust the Washington Post and NBC News. NBC News is killing itself with MSNBC. I mean, Fox is a, is a to- separate entity of its own, of its own. But NBC's got a lot of different properties. The Today Show, The Tonight Show, Saturday Night Live, all of that. NBC has gone so far left that conservatives don't want to watch it. Any of it. Any of it. And that's why NBC News is getting hammered. It's no longer number one nightly newscast. ABC beats it. And it's declining. Because more than half the country says, I'm going to watch that. It's not fair. It pushes progressive stuff. Exactly what's happening. These people are never going to learn. CNN is now almost off the chart. People don't watch CNN. It's almost off the chart. Okay, Mike Pompeo, former Secretary of State, will be here one week. He's got a new book out. Uh, It's called Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. Um, It's got a whole bunch of controversial stuff. We're going to have a very good uh, Q&A with uh, Mr. Pompeo. Anyway, he named some journalists who he believes are not Um, I don't know. I don't want to use the word honest, but hurting the country. Let's. All right. Number one, Chris Wallace. So Secretary Pompeo said Wallace often tried to drive a wedge between him and Trump. 
All right. So when uh, Pompeo went on Fox News Sunday, that's what Wallace tried to do. Andrea Mitchell. Now, she's on MSNBC and she's a far, far, far left. Um, Pompeo said she tried to bait him to criticize Trump. Bob Woodward. Now, I have my problems with Woodward because he made a tremendous amount of money just hammering Trump. You know, I've always had a pretty respectful relationship with Bob, but what he did to Trump for money, I, I just didn't respect it. And Pompeo backs it up. He said, I did my best uh, to comply with Donald Trump's direction that I talked to Woodward. You know, Trump called Pompeo and said, talk to the guy. I don't I can't understand. And I did ask Trump this in the history shows. Why would you do talk to Woodward? He's going to hatchet you. Okay, that's what he's getting paid to do. When you sign a book contract, you have to tell the publisher what's going to be in the book. And it can't be Trump's good. The publisher doesn't want that. So anyway, Pompeo talked to uh, Woodward for 15 minutes, Pompeo says, and gave him nothing. Jim Acosta, we all know him. Uh, Bill Crystal, uh, you know. These are people who hate Trump, and Pompeo says we're very unfair. Finally, Christiane Amanpour, always progressive, always on the uh, left-wing side of the issue. So I thought you'd find that amusing. All of those people are named in his book. Again, uh, Pompeo will be here uh, one week from today. So I'm going over uh, the Internet sites, news sites this morning, as I usually do. Um, and I see um, something from A&W Root Beer. Now, I don't drink soda anymore, but at one time I really liked root beer. And I drank A&W. So they have a bear, Rudy the Bear. That's their advertising person. So I see a report on the Internet that says they're going to put pants on Rudy the Bear. And I just rolled my eyes. I believe the report. <laughs> I believed it. Now, if I, if I can be suckered, you can imagine with everybody else. So my producer is smarter than me, and she says, I don't know about this. It turns out it was a, a joke, that A&W is shrewd enough to put that out, knowing the Internet just publish it, okay, get all the publicity free, and get people riled up. Now, I wasn't riled up. I just go, bears don't wear pants. But bears don't wear shirts either, and Rudy has a shirt. So anyway, um, it was a fake but I'm sure people got riled. Now, this comes off the M&M's thing, which I totally ignored because I know what this is. This is a fabricated story that means nothing but gets Mars chocolates big publicity. So the M&M's thing was that they're getting doing away with all these polarizing M&M's advertising mascots who I don't care about at all. I don't eat M&Ms because it's too much sugar. But what's wrong with them? I don't know. Are they going to put somebody in heels? I, I Forget it. I knew it was bogus. But do you know how much publicity M&Ms got from this? So they got a new ad going on in the Super Bowl, and I think it's uh, not with them. They, got a, they hired, uh, what's her name, the Saturday Night Live woman. 
Tell me in my ear where her name is. Um, she's very funny. Maya Rudolph. Very funny. Well, I think the most of all the females. I, I don't know. Uh, there are a couple of really good ones. But Maya is the new spokesperson for M&M's. Now, all of this um, commercial stuff and politically correct stuff generates publicity for the product. But you can get hurt going into this political arena. So joining us now from Montgomery, Alabama, is Dr. Alan Mendenhall, Associate Dean of the Sorrell College of Business at Troy University. And, you know, he knows this world. So if you were a CEO of any major corporation, how would you handle, you know, the social media trumped up controversies? You stay away, you embrace it like A&W root beer. What do you do? Well, I think actually one of the big problems is that these boards of directors are getting pressure from uh, asset management firms and other institutional investors that are actually pushing corporations to the left. And a lot of CEOs are just at companies for a short amount of time. So say you know you're just going in there for four or five years and you're going to be out looking for the next thing. Well, you can make all kinds of decisions that actually aren't that profitable for your company. In fact, the entire shift from shareholder primacy to the stakeholder model is predicated on this idea that shareholders, maximizing profits for shareholders is an old fashioned way of doing business and that we need to redefine business to account for the interest of all kinds of stakeholders. Well, stakeholders is a vague term that can be defined in any way. So a CEO could come in and say, look, we need to do X, Y, and Z because all these stakeholders may be affected by uh, climate change or some sort of environmental issue. And then you can institute policies and procedures that may make yourself more palatable to the media that may make your company look um, suitably leftist. But that's but, what happened uh, at Disney, means, right? That's what Disney did. So oh, it's, it's happened so many times. And in well, fact, but the that's, most recent, the, that's the poster boy for a lesson at Troy University. I mean, you got Disney, which markets to every American who has children. All right. And then all of a sudden, it's pushing a very controversial public school issue about indoctrinating children into subjects they can't possibly understand. Disney says that's good. That's the don't say gay thing. And in doing so, Disney harmed its brand beyond redemption for at least in the short term. And they got Chapik, the CEO, fired for doing it. But you would think that if Chapik was a good businessman, he would know just what you stated, Dean, that, hey, if you're going to take a political stance, you're going to alienate somebody, right? That's exactly right. And you'll find that you have to imagine the situation. Let's just say half of America is conservative and half of America is on the political left or progressive. Well, you would know that wading into politics is going to alienate a certain number of people, a certain fraction of the U.S. population. Well, why would any companies do this? Well, it's because we're starting to have financial uh, and institutional incentives that are trying to push companies to the left. And my biggest example of that is just this ESG movement, the environmental, social, and governance movement, which of course can mean two things. In one sense, it's just a framework or strategy that individual corporations undertake internally. 
But more broadly, it is uh, the non-financial standards, metrics, and factors that asset management firms, uh, financial, uh, uh, financial institutions, and institutional investors consider when they allocate capital or assess risk. Now, these uh, factors are pushing companies to the left. Um, and you see institutional investors, the big, the big three are Black, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. Um, they hold over 20% of the equity of S&P 500 uh, companies. And now we have, um, you know, trading has, is very different. You know, 100 years ago, buying stocks and things like that was just becoming widespread. It was only in the 80s and 90s that we started having 401ks and those types of things. Um, now, institutional investors have gotten huge. They, they hold so, around 80%. So institutional investors that buy a lot of stock, okay? Yes. In their funds, they are telling CEOs, hey, you better embrace climate change or we're not going to buy your stock? Well, here's what happened just yesterday, Bill. Just yesterday, Newsmax was yanked from DirecTV. So AT&T owns roughly 70% of the shares of uh, DirecTV. But you have a small hedge fund that is an activist investor. They're called activist investors. And their job is to go out and buy as many shares in publicly traded companies as they can and deliberately push these companies politically to the left. By threats? Is that how they push them? By threatening By them? So By they, saying they, we're going to dump your, your, your stock unless you dump Newsmax? Is that what's yeah, happening? They, they have uh, shareholder proposals that they issue. They write reports. They go to the media, and they vote. They they exercise their proxy voting power. So all these thousands and thousands of beneficiaries of these funds, they're the intermediaries, and wow. they're they, those people. You know, the, there's actually a breach of fiduciary duty that's going on because and they're manipulating the markets. They're, they're manipulating the markets for political gain. I mean, that should be that's an right. SEC uh, concern. Securities well, Exchange Commission. In fact, you know, they're, they're, the SEC is actually, because of this, considering some proposed regulations that would force companies to disclose ESG factors. But we know that right now, the way these investments are being done, they violate federal case precedent. They violate uh, Delaware law, where a lot of these companies are incorporated, which places a, a huge right. emphasis uh, uh, on shareholder primacy. And they violate the Employment Retirement Income Security Act, ARISA, because a lot of this money that's being invested comes from state pension money. Well, it's got to uh, be, they've got us, they've got to litigate it then. And I know this Newsmax thing is in Congress now. We'll see how it goes. Dean, very enlightening. Thank you very much for helping us out. We appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Thanks okay. for having me on. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. 
Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, smart life. Task rabbit. (laughs) Okay, so if you're like me and you can't do anything in the house, fix anything, I can paint because I painted during college, but I can't do anything else. So you're looking around all the time for people who can help you when stuff goes south. Task Rabbit is the place. Okay, so it's a website, has app features, whatever that means. And um, you can sign up to become a tasker, 25 bucks. And then it's free from then on, I guess, until you die. And they have in your area, you put your zip code in, all right, people who will fix your stuff. Now, I like this on two folds. It makes it easier for you to call somebody up and say, hey, how much are you going to charge me to fix this? The average is $35 an hour. So TaskRabbit is pretty upfront about it. Okay. And if you can fix stuff, you can get on TaskRabbit in your area so people will know you can fix stuff if you need extra money. Okay. So it's good for the consumer. And for the fixer, Task Rabbit, Smart Life. Stay in history, January 25th, 1961, 62 years ago, the first televised presidential press conference was held. Roll the tape. Third, I'm happy to be able to announce that Captain Freeman B. Olmsted and Captain John R. McCone, members of the crew of the United States Air Force RB-47 aircraft, who have been detained by Soviet authorities since July 1st, 1960, have been released by the Soviet government and are now en route to the United States. The United States government is gratified by this decision of the Soviet Union. Okay, so that started the president. Now, Kennedy did a lot of them, one every 16 days, because he was good and the media liked him and he wasn't going to. Biden, two years, has had 22 news conferences. That's 11 a year. And I think that number's high. This comes from the American Presidency Project. I think that's a high number. I think they're taking, you know, when he's sitting there with the president of Morocco and he answers a couple of questions. Because formal news conferences on Biden, I don't remember 22 of them. Okay? But anyway, Biden doesn't do a lot of them. And uh, Kennedy did. And the first one was 62 years ago today. All right, good lively mail segment and a final thought on this uh, document thing that's got everybody up and crazy about it. I'm going to try to put it in some kind of perspective right back. Let's go to the mail. Uh, Charles on the message board. If you sign up for concierge or premium membership on BillOReilly.com, we have message boards where you can talk to each other because we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people involved with us and and it's very it's a fun thing and we do supervise it no no obscenities no defamation no not a lot all right so charles says trying all gun crimes in federal court makes perfect sense many local jurisdictions simply do not enforce the law and are lax of protecting public however progressives in a white house of congress will never permit such a reform true gonna have to have democrats uh out and republicans across the board to get that Pass. I don't even know if Republicans would do it. 
They had plenty of opportunity in the past. They have not done. Uh, Al, on a message board, as long as left-leaning governors and mayors allow the black drug gangs to operate, the drug wars resulting in mass shootings will continue. That's true, but it's not just the black drug gangs. They allow cartels. They allow, there's not a lot of white drug gangs in the urban situations, but they're in the rural areas pushing methamphetamine. And they're all getting away with it. Paul Cranley, the key argument reduces to this question. Is the president damaging the country through ignorance or with intent? If it's ignorance, why is he not surrounding himself with true experts, not woke ideologues? Biden is not even at the level of being able to select anybody to advise him. He's not even there. I mean, Joe Biden might be, but he's not. Tom, concierge member, means Tom gets direct access to me in a private email situation. Anything concierge members tell me stays with me. It's like Vegas, okay? But it really does. Totally private. But I'll help you out with what you need if you sign up for a concierge membership. Tom, would somebody please explain to me in everyday language the difference between delusional and liar? Delusional is when you just can't absorb the situation. So it's raining, but you can't figure it out. It's raining. You're delusional. You think it's sunny. A liar is you sit down and go, I'm going to mislead. Um, Durgan, concierge member, here's the problem, Bill. I took an oath to defend the constitutions against all enemies while I went to the military. I'm sure Biden took a similar oath. Here I am, 78 years old, decorated veteran, watching all of this stuff, especially the border, and feeling there's no recourse. I am completely powerless. Not completely. I mean, you can get involved and, and make your voice heard, as you just did, Durgan. Um, but, you know, there's 330 million of us. Unfortunately, we're going down as a country, I believe this, because of the poor education system. People can't think anymore. They don't want to think. They want to go on the machines. It's hurting us big time. But I wouldn't, you're not powerless. Janet Long, Kansas City. Uh, Governor DeSantis was in KC Saturday at the Chiefs playoff game. As he walked along the sidelines, he was recognized and greeted with cheers and requested one for president. As I said, uh, DeSantis is out there. He, he wants to go. There's no doubt about it. Uh, James Edwards, Atlanta, Georgia. I heard you mention a new word, tenebrific, recently. Tenebrific is a word of the day. I looked it up and discovered it means causing gloom or darkness. I felt it's a perfect word to describe the Biden administration. All right, tenebrific. Let's get it out there. Randy Lilly, Shreveport, Louisiana. I was a heavy Dr. Pepper drinker all my life. Stopped drinking it in June of last year. I've lost 52 pounds, four inches on my waist. I'm taking one blood pressure pill instead of two. Knock the sugar back. Okay, you don't have to 100%, but knock it back 75. And like Randy, you will prosper physically. Uh, Gary McClure, Roseville, California. Wasn't it Warren Buffett who said, give your kids enough money so they can do something. Don't give them enough money so they can do nothing. Yeah, but remember, it's about the quality of the child. 
So I've trained my urchins to be achievers, and they do achieve. So I don't have any worry about them if they come into some money that they're going to be slackers because I know them. Okay, uh, BillOReilly.com store. Got all kinds of things on sale. Buck up for presents you'll have to give this year. You save yourself a fortune. That's a, not a fortune, but you save yourself considerable money. That's a smart life deal. Brand new polos. We will sell out of these. No spin polos. Beautiful. Spring and summer, you'll love them. And, uh, you know, people who live in Florida, you wear these now. Texas, you can wear them now. All the southern states. Um, word of the day, and this, I think, was the first word of the day we ever had on the O'Reilly Factor. Do not be Peck-Sniffian. P-E-C-K-N-I-F-F-I-A-N. Do not be Peck-Sniffian. I think it's the first one I ever did. All right, back with a final thought on the document thing in a moment. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.